Well, hey there. This is Jim and the lovely Miss Reagan. And I was just thinking. We are uh, taking our walk just behind the trash guys this morning. So they have taken care of our trash. We're going to give them a little bit of time to deal with the trash. Yes, we're going to give them some time to deal with the trash at our neighbors before we start walking. Otherwise, we're just going to be listening to the trash truck the entire time. So, we'll take a look in the opposite direction. And, uh, and let you know, it is a balmy 56 degrees this morning. Now, I hear some of you, you're, uh, you're kind of singing the refrain that Pete Townsend sings in the Who Classic 515. Why should I care? Why should I care? Right? Well, let me tell you why you should care about the fact that it is 56 degrees this morning. Because literally a week ago, we had heat indexes in the hundreds. All right? We'd get up in the morning, and then it'd be, you know, 74 degrees, high dew points, high humidity. It just, it was warm. It was a, it was a warm blanket all last week. Now this morning, we're literally getting our first shot of, uh, I'd say late summer, early fall weather. And this literally is my favorite. We're going to be in the we're going to be in the upper 70s. And I'm here to tell you, if I could choose my weather, this would be it. Right? 56 degrees every morning. 78, 79 degrees during the hottest part of the day. Sign me up. Dew points in the 50s. Sign me up. So, anyway, that's why it matters. But, in addition to being a lovely day, now I've got the Bill Withers song in my head. Yes, I've probably just uh, dated myself with that one. It's also a lovely day because Miss Reagan, who's getting a little snorty as she gets ready to yell at the uh, dog next door, is Sans Cone of Shame. Yes. So, she's been ended up with some little stingers on her paws. So, yep, we're gonna, yeah, we're gonna perform. We're, you know, it's Dog Alley here. We're gonna perform. Yep, I know. All right, you've said good morning. Let's move it along. You can say, you can say good morning on the way back. We got stuff we gotta do. So, yeah, no kidding. Yes, welcome to Dog Alley. So, anyway. She's out 
for the first time in about four days without her cone of shame and being, being a large breed. Technically, Bloodhound, she's considered a giant breed. Um, she has a giant cone of shame that goes with it. Because Bloodhounds are rather flexible. She can literally fold herself in half. Um, which from a gymnastics point of view, pretty incredible. But also means she has to wear a cone of shame that literally is two feet in diameter at the uh, at one end of the cone in order to keep her from reaching her itchy spots and her sore spots and licking the crap out of them and making them worse. So, <clears throat> today's the first day I think since last Thursday, she's not had to wear it, so. I believe we're going to be purchasing little Missy some booties, because we can't figure out what she's, she's getting into to get these little stingers on her front paws, but she got one paw, we had to treat that, and now she's literally gotten the other paw. This is the same place. It's uh, in between what would be her fingers or her pads, as you might call them on a dog. I've heard people actually refer to those little pads as a bean because they do kind of look like a bean. So in between them, that little crevice in between, that's where she's getting these stingers. So both times, small little small little red area, so I don't know if something's biting her, or if she's stepping on something. So, we've kind of had enough of it, so I think we're going to go on Amazon and get her some $15, $15 booties to go walking around in. Hopefully that'll, that'll prevent that. More news on Miss Reagan, though. We're in the month of August. Miss Reagan is now going to get a brand new vet. Yes, we're, we're very happy about that. Well, I don't know if Regan's all that enthusiastic about it, but uh, yours truly is very enthusiastic about it because that vet is literally eight miles from our house, as opposed to our previous vet of 21 years, which is all the way in York City, which I don't know the mileage, but I can tell you how long it takes to get there by car. Uh, because of all the local roads you have to travel, it is a good half hour, if you're lucky. If you're lucky. <clears throat> I've had it take me as long as 40 minutes to get there. So, And it's not like it's super duper far away. I mean, mileage is probably only 20. Which... I know to you might sound like a lot of miles, but when you live out in the country, your uh, your tolerance for uh, for distance tends to expand. Very much like when you live in Florida, your tolerance for heat tends to expand, and so you're not all that freaked out about an 85 degree day. 
because you see a lot of them. So, same, same concept anyway. So you just get used to driving, you know, a good 15 minutes to pretty much anything you need to go and do that's not at your house. And so, from that point on, you know, it's just another 15, 15 minutes, right? If you're driving a half an hour. Because everything's going everything's gonna to have you in the car 15 minutes. So, so there it is. But yeah, so she's got her first appointment on the 14th, which I believe is a Monday. What's really exciting, in addition to the fact that they're, they're close by. And, as of last year, they were rated our county's best veterinarian service uh, for dogs and cats. Um, <clears throat> is they have evening and Saturday hours. One of the things that has happened to a couple of places, and you may have noticed the same thing, uh, since COVID, uh, the rules uh, have kind of changed for a number of things. And one of those was our previous vet. We used to have Saturday hours. Again, they'd only be open until like noon or something on a Saturday, but you'd have some Saturday hours. So you wouldn't have to take a day off from work to go and uh, bring your dog to the vet for their for their yearly checkup. You could just go ahead and schedule it on a Saturday and get that taken care of. Now, since COVID, Saturday hours went away and evening hours went away. Uh, and I believe because help went away. You used to have more than one vet there, so. But now, no, they, they close up shop at four o'clock. And, uh, yeah, it's, it's difficult to actually have a job and get to a vet um, by 4 o'clock. Assuming your job requires you to work normal business hours. So, yeah, it was requiring a lot of, you know, all right, I'm just going to burn a vacation day. What am I doing? I'm going to spend an hour and a half taking my dog to the vet. So, oh well. Pen dot driving by been on our road a lot. Apparently there's some sort of project that they're dealing with, so they've been tootling up and down our road a lot. Kind of like it if they would pave our road. It's paved to a fashion. Actually, I just learned this not long ago. So, you know, the road that I'm on right now, uh, affectionately known as Breakfast Meat Boulevard, um, was in fact a tractor path uh, that the farmer, whose last name also matches that of a breakfast meat, hence why he got the name of the road after himself, um, actually shelled out the money to get it paved. Because even though it was, I suppose, a, an actual road here in the township, the township being rural and not having a ton of money, we're like, you know, we're not in a particular hurry to go ahead and pave that road. Um, so, no, we're not going to pave it. It, it can stay dirt for all we care. Um, hang on, pup. Daddy's got some hitchhikers in his shoe. Um, so he actually shelled the money to put whatever paving you would call this 
um, down, and that's the way it's been maintained. The, the township has never paved this. Uh, the guy who used to live here and own this farm was the one who paved it, so. They do plow it. Uh, I'm expecting sometime in the near future, sometime between now and the end of September, they will come back around like they did last year and uh, have their big bucket of, uh, of tar and their um, stones, and they will put that all over the road in the uh, ridiculous attempt to increase the traction for the winter. Again, it would make a lot more sense to do that, say, at, I don't know, Thanksgiving? Sometime a lot closer to when we actually get snow around here? Um, I mean, it worked last year, but we got five inches of snow last year, so it wasn't even needed. That's why it stayed on the road as long as it did. Because the first time they plow, they're going to they're gonna rip all that right off, and then it's not going to be worth it. But it also explains all of the tiny little stones that I'm forever getting in my, my sandals here. Because that's all that stuff they drop on top of the, uh, the liquefied tar to try and increase the grip on this road. And for that reason, I don't really do much on this road other than walk my dog. Or run. That's about it. I do not drive up this road. I have a I have a cross street nearby. It's maintained by another township. And that's usually my way in and out. Because that road's usually better maintained. And it doesn't have a whole bunch of stupid little rocks all over it. Um, and, I mean, for, a, for an area that has a Harley dealership and a Harley plant um, and plenty of motorcycle enthusiasts as well as bikers, and if you don't know the difference, you are neither, um, I'm surprised that uh, you'd find people uh, throwing lots of small little stones on roads because that can definitely make for, uh, for a fun time. Uh, if you're on two wheels. Remember back in my my motorcycle days in my, my late 20s, you know, coming around a turn in March and there being all of the rocks and crap that they throw on the roads in New York to try and increase the grip where they really do get snow. Um, and uh, having my, my tail end fishtail out from behind me course I saved it I did not have to drop the bike but you know for that second and a half uh, it is one of those oh crap kind of a feelings you get as your as your back end is swinging out behind you because it's skidding on rocks so again just with all of the folks on bikes around here I'm, I'm kind of surprised at that but there it is what else so we've got more updates on the the house here. So uh, I haven't mentioned it. So I think they're pretty much done with the outside of the house. Um, siding's all up. The roof is up. They have in fact replaced the deck, which was on the east side of the house, overlooking uh, just a, a huge and gorgeous. Um, spring-fed pond. Uh, from here, without doing a whole lot of trespassing, 
because they'll be here shortly to work on it again. Um, very nice deck. I believe it's like Trex or some sort of composite that they're not planning on staining every year, which I wished my lovely wife and I had done um, rather than go with wood. Wood is a lot less expensive lot uh, less expensive but it requires a lot more maintenance and uh, yeah as a duo we're not great with maintenance so things that you know require less maintenance definitely works for us there's a lot to do on our property and it's hard to get it all done in the course of a, of a calendar year so but anyway but uh, the previous deck used to have a uh, used to have a have a roof over it. It was a uh, it was a covered porch is actually what it was, and uh, apparently they're not going to do the the covered part. They're just going to do the porch itself. So my wife and I are now trying to figure out if they're fixing up the house for a family member to rent out, if he's going to try and sell off part of the property that uh, is not attached to farmland and uh, you know have somebody say hey you got a brand new restored house you got this gigantic spring-fed pond which I believe does have some sort of aquatic life in there that you can fish for um, uh, you're definitely going to get your uh, your fill of geese because the geese live there so not sure what he's doing uh, with that but uh yeah. As far as the landscape, it's pretty much, uh, he's letting it go fallow for a while. Um, he just, uh, just harvested hay, oh, probably two weeks ago. So a lot of the landscape is, uh, is, it's not barren, it's fallow. Right? Got the small little, um, uh, hay, uh, haystack thing there popping out of the ground there so it looks like uh looks like the ground's got a buzz cut of course that has turned a beautiful color of brown so you have a little bit of green in in between those are weeds and then the brown which was the uh the harvested hay off to the south at a different farm we've got we've got the corn that all of you who are coming for bird in hand are going to be seeing when you arrive in about eh, five, six weeks. Probably closer to five at this point. So, looking forward to seeing all of your smiling faces. I do have some sad news. And that is, at least as of today, I am under the impression that my good buddy Kevin is not going to be making it from Ohio this year, which is, it is kind of a sad thing. It's, it's nice to see him out in my neck of the woods. Um, it's nice to see him, period, but it's nice to see him out in my neck of the woods. And apparently my coach is also not coming up from Florida this year. He has either got other things he needs to do, um, other things he's made plans for, can't get away, 
because the past two years, that crazy guy, crazy but lovable, but still crazy, has been hopping in his Jeep and driving from Jacksonville, Florida to Bird in Hand, Pennsylvania for a weekend, then hopping in his car and driving all the way back home. So, that is, depending upon your speed, at least a good 12-hour drive. It is not a short drive at all. We've done the, uh, we've done the drive before, and from this area you can make Fayetteville, North Carolina, in about six hours, depending upon what you run into in D.C. D.C. is always the issue. And, uh, and then, of course, from there, it'll take you about another hour to get to south of the border, the world's greatest campy, schlocky rest stop in the United States, literally just over the border in South Carolina. But from Fayetteville, so there's your first six hours. It'll take you about three or four hours to get down to the uh, Savannah area in Georgia. And from Savannah, Georgia, it's going to take you a good two hours to get to Jacksonville. So, again, depending upon your your trucking speed and how many times you need to stop for a bio break or sustenance. Um, yeah, you're looking at a good 12 hours when you figure it all in. I mean, yeah, I suppose if you drove it straight through, you could probably make it at 11, but I don't know about you. I, I can't go 11 hours without a bio break, so maybe Chris can, but I, I, I tend to doubt it. I tend to doubt it. So... And then, of course, it's, it's, it's I-95 all the way down. So, so you're, you're left to deal with whatever I-95 has in store for you. Which, in the uh, Commonwealth of Virginia, can be some pretty lousy drivers. Almost always some sort of a crazy crash. Every time I've driven through Virginia, I end up getting stuck either... South or north? Seems to be more north that I've run into it. Tends to quite often be around Fredericksburg. Don't know what the heck's going on in Fredericksburg. That there's so much issues. But, yeah, if you're, you're passing through, you can find a way to get around Fredericksburg. I'd suggest it. Um, it's not the greatest part of I-95. Fredericksburg ain't that big a town either, so I'm not sure why why all the nonsense there, but there it is. Anywho, so yeah, so two folks who aren't coming. I have a uh, confirmation my good buddy, Senior Antonio, is coming. Of course, Nate will be there. 
my buddy from the Tidewater in Virginia, Chris, is coming this year, which will be great. Actually, I don't think Chris has been to a bird in hand in quite a while. I don't remember, was he here last year or not? I think he's missed a bunch um, for a number of reasons. So, I don't remember. Um, so, all right, yep, we're turning around, pup. This is our swing around. Getting a full-on walk today, a nice two-miler. Be great. Paws seem to be good today, so that's good. Anywho, um, you know, I know there's some other folks that are coming. Carolyn's coming from from Atlanta. Um, I believe uh, Roxy and Carl are coming from Orlando. Remember other names I've heard are coming. Uh, my friend Katie is coming from Houston. Although, I don't know if Katie will actually be in Houston when she arrives. She's currently back to being Katie from New Jersey for the summer. So, that's nice. So, maybe she'll be Katie from New Jersey. And then she'll go back home and become Katie from Houston again. Uh, considering all the heat that the, the South particularly has been getting, uh, definitely de much better to be Katie from from New Jersey right now, rather than Katie from Houston. Um, and yeah, you know, it should be fun. Uh, yours truly is going to try for APR. So we'll see what we'll see. I, uh, was looking up and I need to, I need to maintain, uh, essentially 9... 20, I believe, uh, pace for 13.1 miles, and that will get me a PR. So, that's what I need to do. And this weekend, we're going to do half mile repeats at a 9 minute pace 10 times. And as it stands now, my buddy, Senor Antonio, is going to at least do some of those with me because he's trying to get back into his training habits. So, it'd be nice. So, you never know. There might be a, there might be a recording happening this weekend. So, we'll see. We'll see. Um, any other check-ins? Um, Well, uh, definitely as of uh, today, which is August the 2nd, uh, I can tell you that uh, I did not win $1 billion in Mega Millions, and I know you did not win it either, since uh, nobody won, and the, and the grand prize is now $1.5 billion. Um, I, I assume that the lines for uh, lottery tickets are going to be pretty ridiculous for the next couple of days. So, because 1.5 billion is a lot of money. So, there you go. I can tell you I will not win the 1.5 billion because I will not be playing the lottery. Um, you got a better chance of being smacked in the back by a zebra going down your street on a skateboard 
while listening to Led Zeppelin. Um, mathematically, that's actually a better, better chance of that happening. And, you know, a billion dollars would be cool, but let's face it, you know, to say that you got smacked in the back by a zebra going down the down your street while listening to Led Zeppelin, that would be pretty cool too, actually, as long as it didn't hit you too hard. So, you know, there it is. So, anyway. I think that's pretty much our check-in. Really enjoying this much cooler weather. Kind of wish this was a running day, but it's a Wednesday, so it is not a running day. It is a, it is my one day to, theoretically anyway, do nothing. So, um, unfortunately, work has other plans for me. I will be, I will definitely not be doing nothing, uh, at least until 5:30 this evening. So, there it is. So, all right, it's enough chatter. Head our way back now down Breakfast Meat Boulevard. We just uh, took our little side trip on the Ridge Road. And we're heading back down. Which, if you need to know, is heading north on Breakfast Meat Boulevard. So, until we have a, a reason and a chance to chat again, be well, be safe. Enjoy the time you have. Enjoy the weather you have. Or at the very least, make the most of the weather you have. And, uh, until again, we speak again. Ciao.